Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 the minnesota state high school league and the minnesota interscholastic activities administrators association your home for up to the minute market updates this is business 1440 kycr golden valley a service of salem media group with srn news i'm bob agnew in washington There's a major fire burning at this hour in San Francisco's Pier 45. More than 100 firefighters are on the scene. Also in the city by the bay, officials now authorizing homeless tent encampments in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. About 80 tents are now neatly spaced out on a wide street near City Hall as part of a safe sleeping village opened last week. The area between the city's central library and its Asian art museum is fenced off to outsiders, monitored around the clock and provides taxpayer-funded meals, showers, clean water, and trash pickup. That is Rhonda Rockstra reporting. Governor Andrew Cuomo has given New Yorkers an unexpected reprieve from cabin fever by easing the state's ban on gatherings in time for the Memorial Day weekend. The governor signed an order late Friday allowing people to assemble in groups of 10 or fewer if they maintain social distance or wear masks when they can't. This is SRN News relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking relief factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking relief factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. So I have to be honest and let you know that sometimes I really do get nervous about our current situation. I know that I'm being taken care of, but sometimes I don't act like I know I'm being taken care of. I'm really not concerned about my health. I want to follow the protocol that is put before us. I want to honor those in authority over me. At the same time, I want to be a responsible and good steward of the resources that I've been given. Day-to-day activities might look a little bit different. We should continue steadfastly on the path that the Lord has given us. We're not called to worry. We're called to run a race of endurance. Remember, the world is watching. How we react to our situation could impact how people see our faith. So if you're interested in having a conversation about your roof or gutters or anything else, we encourage you to give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. 
The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. We're not looking at noise. This thing that we live in starves people. Don't hit me with them negative waves so early in the morning. It's the King Banyan Show. Life in capitalism always ends in billionaires. It's true. It's true. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. No one ever makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. Why don't you say something righteous and hopeful for a change? The government is the public, and the public decides what is good for itself. Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440, live on a Memorial Day weekend, 651-289-4477. Come on, guys. You could call 651-289-4477. It's just, you know, you're probably not out in the yard. Cause I don't know where, I don't know what the weather's like down where you are. But uh, where I am, it's a little drippy outside right now. Looks like it's going to stay off and on drippy all all day and maybe even all weekend again and i do not get out to golf during the week but my weekends are my chances to get out and play so last weekend i looked like a drowned rat uh both saturday and sunday when i got home and my wife made such analogy when i arrived home on sunday um and i said doesn't matter i'm happy i i actually shot on uh Saturday shot an absolutely amazing round, so I w- I'm feeling like I've got Sunday not so much, but I, I it, there was more wind on Sunday and a couple shots just got blown off course. I didn't play the wind well enough. Um, anyway, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. You're probably sitting around. Hopefully, you have a cup of coffee like I do, and you're, you're and the coffee's and, and the coffee's strong and tasty. My coffee. I'm actually looking. I had a. Um, I admit, am I allowed to admit this on the air? I don't think there's a, I don't think there's an FCC rule against this. I enjoy the occasional cigar. If I, I think I could say that on Salem since we have some of our national hosts that uh, like to discuss cigars too. And so I get my, I get a shipment of cigars from, um, from a place in New Orleans. I get it, and I get my coffee shipped down to me from a wonderful roastery up in uh, Niswa. If you go look up uh, Niswa Coffee House. You'll figure out who it is I'm talking about. I'm not going to do their advertising for them. The couple is lovely that runs the place. It is like one of my favorite hangouts when I'm up there. Uh, I get up there about twice a year to for a little vacation. And um, and it is it is my favorite place to hang out. And I love I love talking to the couple that work, runs the place. Uh, and it really is sort of like like a way to look look at uh, old town. Old Town, uh, Central Minnesota. Anyway, uh, I was looking down at that, and I said, "You know, I have coffee, I have cigars. Go ahead and lock me up. I'm, I think I'm in a good place right here." Anyway, uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get out and, and and enjoy some of this weekend with you. I wanted to turn to a couple things. I have, so I, as I mentioned before, I'm dean of a of a school uh, at Saint, uh, of one of the schools, School of Public Affairs at Saint Cloud State. I have staff, I have and faculty, 
And what are my staff members whose background is not in, a, in one of our, our four departments? Okay, she comes out of the arts industry. Um, is nonetheless attuned to my tastes enough that um, on Sunday morning she sends me a, sends me a mess. She messages me to say, hey, Jay Powell's going to be on 60 Minutes tonight. And I said, yeah, I know. You're going to watch? I said, probably when they post the, cli- the, the clips itself. Because I find that most of the time when I want to listen to a fed person, I actually need the transcript alongside. Because sometimes I, I'll, something will slide by you when you hear it live, and so you have to sort of play it back for yourself a few times. So, um, one, so I... So she said, I, I'm going to watch it. And I said, that's great. And so I asked her the next, I asked her on Monday, did you watch? Yeah. I said, so what'd you get out of it? Yeah, actually not very much. I said, yep. Well, not clear to me that that wasn't the intention. I think he wanted to be seen. I'm not sure how much he wanted you to hear. What I'm going to do for you this hour, in part, is something that's, that, that I think is important. She watched the piece that was on 60 Minutes. Almost always, 60 Minutes has pieces of an interview that it didn't put into the TV version, but then posts online on the CBS News website, or, or in my case, I, always, I have their YouTube channel linked. So I look in the YouTube later, and I, say, and, and I see something, and it's just titled Negative Interest Rates. And I'm like, hmm. And what he said didn't make the show. Well, he must have been really boring then. He must not have said anything very interesting or very important. I'm going to play those clips for you. I actually want to play the entire. It's about a two. It's about two and a half minutes of what I think was about a fourteen minute uh, or about a twenty minute interview. I don't think Pelly got more than twenty minutes of him on tape. And because of how that show is set up, their uh, their their clock, they can't use more than than twelve to fourteen minutes of it. Maybe so. Maybe they only got twenty minutes. Maybe they got a lot more. And there's some that they didn't even put up on the put up on the website. But my guess is it's sort of like the the extras, the B sides, or the bloopers, right? You 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 know, once you have an internet available to you, all that stuff is now available to be put up, even if you don't use it on the TV show. But it's interesting that it came out a few days before the minutes of the most previous meeting. So I was looking for I was looking for conversation about negative interest rates at the most previous meeting. And I'll tell you what. There is um there was only this. Respondents to desk, the open market desk, I better explain that. So the open market desk is the actual uh, trading desk or trading floor. It really isn't much of a floor. If you, it, physically, it's, it's, it's a room. Okay? Not like, in, not like a boiler room that you might have seen in some financial movie. But more, more, of a, a, more like... A, a, a trading a trading room that you you might have seen in uh, in some others. Okay, 
pretty well organized. Probably has windows. I think it does have windows. I'm trying to remember. Um, I think it has windows. I've seen pictures. I haven't been in it. I would love to be in it. Haven't been in it. So the open market desk trades with, with primary dealers. That's a group of about 35. I think it's currently 32. But it's somewhere usually between 30 and 40. Dealers with whom they buy they buy treasury bills and treasury bonds, agency securities, and now recently a lot more stuff. And we've talked about that. They buy a lot more stuff from um, from de- from those primary dealers. And then the primary dealers turn around and sell whatever it is they got from the Fed back in the secondary market. So the Fed doesn't just do a y'all call and anybody can show up and buy their bonds or, or sell bonds to the Fed. It's only to this select group. So they have a good relationship with them. And they regularly survey them for what are you guys thinking about this? What are you guys thinking about that? And it gives them the ability to get a pulse on what's happening in the, in the economy. In the minutes of the meeting of April 29th that were published this week, is is this paragraph. I'm going to read I'm going to read two paragraphs from the minutes, okay? I'm just warning you in advance. And I typically don't like to read, but there's no other way to deal with this in terms of minutes. Open market desk surveys suggested that market participants, those primary dealers, anticipated a sharp near-term decline in economic activity followed by some recovery later this year. What does that sound like to you? Some recovery could be the swoosh, right? But they expect some kind of bounce back later in the year. Against this backdrop, continuing, market participants generally expected the target rate for the Fed funds rate to be to remain at the effective lower bound for the next couple of years. Respondents to death surveys attached almost no probability to the FOMC implementing negative policy rates meaning negative interest rates. Some survey respondents indicated they expected modification to the committee's forward guidance, but not at the, at the current meeting. Right. So, two different policies that are being used. One of them could be, one, that could be used. One of them, negative policy rates. And the Fed is saying, we are not, the, the, the what, the, the Fed, in fact, Jay Powell says in this, and I want you to play the first uh, Jay Powell clip in a moment here, uh, Wyatt. What Powell says is basically, we've thought about it, we've thought about it for a while, we haven't done that, and good for them because the people who they interact with, who participate in the financial markets on Wall Street, put their words, almost no probability to that being implemented. Go ahead and play that first. This is Scott Pelley interviewing Jay Powell. This didn't appear on the TV show, but it's available online. Play that clip. In the early days of the crisis in this boardroom, you and the committee lowered interest rates essentially to zero. Would you lower them further into negative territory, which the president has suggested is a good idea? Around this table during the, during the last crisis and during the recovery, uh, we looked at 
negative interest rates, and it's something we decided not to do. We used other tools instead, and those tools involved forward guidance about the federal funds rate and also lots of uh, asset purchases or quantitative easing, as it's uh, often referred to. I continue to think, and my colleagues on the Federal Open Market Committee continue to think, that uh, negative interest rates is, is probably not an appropriate or useful policy for, for us here in the United States. Well, pretty clear. So when I hear people talk about negative interest rates, understand it's not just Powell and it's not just now. They had the opportunity before. They had the opportunity now. They haven't taken it. And they've shaped the expectations of those 30-some people who, 30-some firms in the financial market who are primary dealers, who deal directly with the Federal Reserve's open market desk. Those primary dealers say, we don't expect that you're going to go to negative rates. That's what's called well-anchored expectations. And that's a positive thing for the economy right now. Okay, those two bits of information tell me that right now the Fed thinks it has things under control. It didn't always have everything under control. And it's trying to do some things that, that honestly make me fundamentally quite nervous about, about the economy longer term. But at this moment, on that particular piece, they seem to have done a good job of shaping what the market thinks and living into that expectation. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. 
Arby's Computer Service knows that internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back, King Banging Show. This is 1440, where we're talking about what the Fed is doing, what the Fed isn't doing. Isn't doing. I think it's interesting that that, uh, 60 Minutes decided not to play this particular piece, because I think it's more newsworthy than than I believe their producers do. I don't know that it's newsworthy insofar as it had like shock value or other things like that and and honestly uh i thought my uh my uh uh staff members uh reaction to it well i didn't really learn a lot from that was probably the general reaction i don't think i think uh jay powell has in fact learned the lesson that many um that many learned uh, in uh, being working with the Federal Reserve or in general in government. It's best if you go out and say things that don't actually make news, that sort of conform to what is expected. Uh, and so he did that. He did that. Now, certainly they've done some, some very interesting things. Courtesy of Steve Hayward at uh, Powerline blog, um, I had missed this when it got posted, but on Wednesday this week um, was a was a piece uh, was a piece on the May, on the March sixteen Monday March sixteenth uh, um, point. And if someone and, and I was very interested because you know it, people, someone was uh, 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 I think Narn fan was making uh, making light of uh, Richard and, and uh, Russ Roberts making light of uh, Richard Clarida's statement that the recession started on March first. I think the recession, if you were going to actually pick a day when, 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 as the kids say, it got real. The day it got real was March 16th, not March 1st. What happened on March, I mean, what's interesting is March 1st was a Sunday. Yeah. So the recession started on a Sunday? Of all days of the week to pick, I don't think I'd pick the, I don't think I'd pick that one. If I had to pick a day, but. I, I think he was being I think he was being a little bit a little bit uh, tongue in cheek with what he was saying. Um, but it's about the and I tweeted it at the top of the hour at pound KBRS. You can pick it up, pick it up and listen from there. But it's a day where the Dow fell 13 percent. 
okay? And it's the day when, uh, when in fact, uh, uh, money market funds started to see massive dollar outflows. And what the Fed has been good at has been pumping money into the system at the moment when there's a financial crisis. Okay? The Fed now understands in a way that it certainly didn't understand in the 20s that it doesn't appear to have well understood even in the 80s, although it, it kind of groped its way to a solution. It took a little bit of time. But, and it had the experience, of course, of, 2000, of September 2008 with AIG and with... And with uh, and and with uh, uh, and Learman uh, Learman Brothers, but it, it 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 had the experience of had the experience of of having financial markets seize up, and the story is well worth reading in my mind because it it says in essence that we learned something as um um and and and, and, it, and it, let me let me quote this. Um, let me quote this for you. Uh, this is, this is, uh, uh, there should be some give in, in theory, there should be some give in the system. Lots of our banks have decent reserves, right? Banks built up reserves and yet they weren't enough. They weren't enough on March 16th of, of 2020. When Mr. Rao, this is the, a quote that, uh, that Steve Hayward pulled out, and I'm going to just read it, but this is from the article itself. When Mr. Rao called senior executives for an explanation of why they wouldn't trade, they all had the same refrain. There was no room to buy bonds and other assets and still remain in compliance with tougher guidelines imposed by regulators after the previous financial crisis. In other words, capital rules intended to make the financial system safer were, at least in this instance, draining liquidity from the markets. And, and what happened was the Fed simply said, well, you know what, those rules that we put in, all right, they don't apply to you now. And, oh, you need some more re- liquidity? We're going to stick a whole bunch of liquidity into your system. But negative rates, we're not doing that. So, back to the negative rate story. So at one point, and this actually I'm taking these slightly out of order, Pelly asked Jay Powell to explain, what are negative interest rates? Go ahead and play that clip, Wyatt. I think the idea of negative interest rates is something that a lot of people have a difficult time getting their head around. Would you explain it to me? Well, rather than being paid interest on your cash, you pay interest to the bank if you borrow money, they pay you to borrow money, and if you if you lend them money by putting it in a bank, then uh, they pay you money. Well, that's a little weird, right? Um, and so, would banks pay people to borrow money? So, banks would actually pay people to borrow money. Now, when I was when I was a tyke or an econ tyke, meaning I was still in college. I think I was in my money and banking class in 1977 or 78. Um, I remember getting the lesson. And the lesson was, and the lesson was that banks uh, borrow money at 3%. That's the rate that they paid depositors. 
they lent money out at 6%, right, to businesses, and they were at the golf course by 3 p.m. Okay, the 363 principle of banking. It's the way I actually learned that. Uh, it was supposed to be a joke, but then the, then the professor who was teaching the course, who was not a monetary person at all, um, it was an accountant, in fact, said, well, but yeah, that's actually not too far from the truth, he says. Um, luckily, I had a, another and better uh, macro and money person teach me in my last year of, of college who probably, uh, more than anybody else, got me to make the decision to go to uh, grad school in economics rather than going for a law degree or for an MBA. Um, by the way, you've probably heard of him because he's on CNBC and and uh, other and Bloomberg pretty regularly, uh, John Sylvia uh, from Wells Fargo. Um, he was my he was my he was an assistant professor at St. Anselm College in 1978, and and I was one of his students at that time. Uh, and he was the one that said to me, "Have you taken the GRE in econ? Maybe you should." And and my life changed. It's amazing how those little that that one little comment. Because I like taking tests, and was like, "Yeah, I give that a try." What the heck? I had some extra money. I was making, I was, I was working the night shift at a hotel at the time, and it, and in terms of making money in 1978, um, working the night shift at a hotel was a better paying job than just about anything else I could get as a college student. And since I don't sleep well at night, didn't, didn't sleep well at nights back then. I do now, but back then I didn't sleep well at all. It, it, at night, daytime, anytime, um, I, it, it turned out to be the job for me. Anyway, that's what he thinks of negative rates. Now, what are they doing instead is the forward guidance piece, and I'll talk about that after the break. But let me just play one more, one more bit of this. So why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you try to encourage the economy to expand by actually having interest rates so low that businesses would get paid to borrow money from the bank. Why wouldn't you do that? Let's play the second Powell cut, please, Wyatt. And why not? The president seems to think it would help. The evidence on whether it uh, helps is quite mixed. The issue is um, people would be depositing money in the bank and, and, and that money would be shrinking. They'd, they'd be paying interest to put their money in the bank. So uh, it's not a particularly popular policy, as you can imagine. But in addition, it, it can also de- tend to depress uh, the profitability of banks, which makes them likely to lend less, which weighs on economic growth. So I would just say it's not, it's not at all settled in, uh, you know, in economic analysis that negative rates really add much value. So if you're going to lend money, if you're a bank and the borrower says, well, I won't borrow that money unless you pay me to borrow it, are you incentivizes the bank to actually go ahead and lend them the money? Probably not, because it eats into your profitability. If you're paying people to borrow money from you, that makes the borrower now the expense and the depositor the, the actual revenue generator. Remember, back during the Crusades, let's go back several hundred years, back during the Crusades, when a crusader was ready to head off to the Holy Land to, to fight on behalf of, behalf of the church, they would have to place their money in safekeeping someplace first. That's what the early banks were. They safe kept 
gold and silver and jewels and 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 other other forms of portable wealth and you would pay the bank to hold that for you just like you would you pay a bank if you have a safety deposit box the safety deposit box has its has its antecedents going all the way back to the middle ages right and in essence what it does is it takes all of the potential borrowing that's out there and converts it into converts it into like you're paying for a strong box at the bank except you you don't actually have a strong box and a key and your your particular wealth isn't being held in a particular spot they would turn around and lend it out it was only with positive interest rates truly that that intermediation between many borrowers and many lenders could happen and so that's why negative interest rates really are a bad idea and that we've known that actually for several hundred years and i it's kind of interesting to me that that powell lays this out in pretty clear detail and yet i know you know they didn't even bother to put it on the tv we'll be back after this this is king Banging show on business 1440 <laughs> Your potential customers are at home right now. Are you there with them? In these uncertain times, the investment you made in digital marketing is really paying off. Thanks to Salem Surround, you're on page one of the search engines. Your online reputation is five-star. Your digital presence is accurate, and you're everywhere. Oh, wait, you're not? You don't have an effective digital marketing strategy? It's not too late. Contact Salem Surround for help. We deliver prescriptive marketing solutions to communicate with your current and future customers that not only meet your needs, but exceed your expectations. Salem Surround can help you with digital marketing during these difficult times and beyond. Total market saturation with increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers mistakes little mistakes big mistakes monumental mistakes they all matter when they're made in regard to your retirement they can be disastrous tune into this week's money matters with alan mike the guys are going to share with you common mistakes that retirees make that can derail your retirement make sure you listen so you can keep your retirement on track alan mike have solutions and strategies for you tune into money matters with alan mike 2 p.m sunday on business 1440 or call them now at 855-231-6010 eric metax is here like you i'm confined to my home spending time with my family and one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith but what's there to watch well i have the answer introducing patterns of evidence the exodus a documentary that explores convincing evidence that the biblical account of the exodus is true investigative filmmaker tim mahoney journeyed to egypt israel and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question did the stories like exodus as written in the bible really happen and the results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at Home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. And immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager and Graham Lotz and me, yours truly, will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in the series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's Patterns of Evidence. 
www.thepatriotmedia.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, Business 1440. 651-289-4477. So pretty clearly, um, Jay Powell is not, and the Fed, are not interested in doing uh, negative interest rates. Indeed, why don't we just play, this is the last clip of Jay Powell. I mean, Scott Pelley goes four questions on negative rates. He, I think he thought he had something, and the reason I think it didn't appear in the actual part that was on air is I think he thought he had something more here than, than he ended up having. Go ahead and play that last clip. So the banks would pay people to borrow money, essentially. Yes. And that would conceivably cause more business and commerce to happen. It would, but, you know, this, this has been tried. We have negative policy rates in many countries around the world as a result of the financial crisis. And there's, there's no clear finding that it actually does support economic activity on net. And it, it introduces distortions into the financial system, which I think offset that. So, you know, there, there are plenty of people who think net, uh, negative interest rates are, are a good policy. But uh, we don't really think so at the Federal Reserve. And I think there's a, it's, it's an area of real uncertainty in the, in the central banking world. Well, it is. And when you read the minutes of the meeting, and I'm now going to read you this very long, this very long second piece of the of the uh, of the minutes of the meeting, um, they talk about the fact, and I'm I'm going to summarize the the three previous paragraphs. But they summarize what they've been doing so far, and they do talk about the fact that a lot of the lending facilities they've created are emergency powers and we've played several times the uh, over the last few weeks here on the king banyan show on business 1440 we've played clips of jay powell discussing the fact these are temporary these are emergency we're going to pull them back someday and that probably should give you some concern and i'll talk about why in a moment but um but the paragraph that they go to and say, this is what we want to do instead of negative rates, includes, I believe, um, uh, uh, includes, uh, I believe, uh, how many, how many, episodes, how many times, one, two, three, four, five times in this one paragraph, they use the term forward guidance. What does forward guidance mean? Some participants some participants commented that the committee, the Federal Open Market Committee, could make its forward guidance for the path of Fed funds rate more explicit. For example, the committee could adopt outcome-based forward guidance that would specify macroeconomic outcomes, such as a certain level of the unemployment rate or the inflation rate, that must be achieved before the committee would consider raising the target range to the, for the federal funds rate. 
The committee also considered date-based forward guidance that would indicate the the target range could be raised only after a specified amount of time elapsed. These participants noted that such explicit forms of forward guidance could help ensure that the public's expectations regarding the future conduct of monetary policy continued to reflect the committee's intentions. Now, I support forward guidance in, in this sense. Transparency of the policymaking is highly important. And to have transparency, you must provide forward guidance that is clear whereby people can see what it, that what you're doing is in fact is in fact exactly what it is you um, you planned you said you were going to do. So if the Fed announced, we believe we believe that it's appropriate for the Fed funds rate to be zero through the end of this year. Then all market participants would say we're going to build our forecast of what's going to happen next based on a, a, a Fed funds rate of zero to the end of the year, but then you would have no way of knowing what they're going to do af- after January 1 of 2021. I'm not a super big fan of date-based forward guidance, although it's very clear. This is good, you know, this is good until such and such a date. It begs the question, what are you going to do on the day after that? The outcome-based policies are probably pretty good. However, there are shocks that have already happened to the system, like this pandemic, that might cause you to want to change that. And what really erodes trust in the, in the government is when you provide forward guidance and then you eventually have to change it because something happened in, in the world uh, not not maybe a black swan, but maybe even some maybe just a gray swan, a predi- uh, an event that you can imagine, but for which the probability is very very low, and you signed it to next to zero weight, sort of like negative rates. I don't think the probability of negative rates in the U.S.'s future is zero. I happen to think it's less than one percent, but it's not zero. And you have to be open to the possibility that they might change their mind to do that. But I just wouldn't put much stock in it. Because the market's kind of clearly formed an expectation around it, and the Fed hates to upset the primary dealers. And so as long as the primary dealers are saying, we don't believe you're going to go to negative rates, it's an incentive for them not to adopt negative rates. So... So they also observed um, several. So let me let me continue on to read several participants. Meaning, okay, there was a few. Several often means a few. Observed that the that completion most likely later this year of the monetary policy framework review, together with the announcement of the conclusions arising from this review, would help further clarify the committee's intentions with respect to its future monetary policy actions. That review started last year. And it's been going, so it's been going on for eight, nine months maybe now? It's been going on, uh, they announced it right around the time of uh, the Jackson Hole meetings last year. In fact, I think a little before that. So I think it's been going on at least nine months. I might be wrong. It might have actually started earlier. 
But I remember hearing more and more about it at Jackson Hole. Um, so, and then they continue on. Uh, um, they continue on. Several participants also remarked the committee may need to provide further guidance regarding its intentions for the purpose of Treasury Securities and Agency MBS, mortgage-backed securities. These participants note that without further communication on this matter, uncertainty about the evolution of the Federal Reserve's asset purchases could increase over time. Narnfan on Twitter happened to put out uh, a tweet about 15 minutes ago to say the Fed has to buy bond uh, exchange-traded funds to keep the game going. Let me be let me be very clear about this. The Fed can make the balance sheet any size it wants. And by doing so, it makes the money supply whatever whatever it wishes for it to be. Right? The demand for money right now for US currency and US assets is extraordinarily high because there's a flight to safety that's happened in the world market in world markets. The Fed is simply meeting that that flight to quality because if they didn't, they would end up with the negative interest rates. Right? They would end up with negative interest rates if they didn't fulfill that particular demand. Right? The Fed probably in the US probably has more writing against negative rates than the euro, the yen, or any other currency. So what I see happening, what, what I can see in these minutes, in the minutes of the meeting, and included this one remark, and this was probably only one or two people said, a few participants means one or two, also noted that balance sheet could be used to reinforce the committee's forward guidance regarding the path of Fed funds rate through Federal Reserve purchases of Treasury securities on a scale necessary to keep Treasury yields at the short to medium term maturities capped at a specified level for a medium for a period of time. Translation, they want to control the entire yield curve, not just short term securities, but all of that. The words a few means that's not a majority opinion. That's one or two people out there who are talking about that. I kind of think I know who that is, but I don't want to say who that is. I kind of think I know uh, who's been saying that. I think if you go read uh, speeches of various Fed people, you'll see some people talking about influencing the shape of the yield curve. And those people those people believe that that could be useful. So we probably need to take another break before I, before I finish up on this. But it's pretty clear that forward guidance is the is what most of the FOMC and I think also what Chair Powell were talking about and saying what the Fed's going to do. Here, here though, after the break is my one major concern that is happening, and I want to I want to read one more piece to you uh, before we finish today. So it is a bit of an hour of the Fed. No negative rates. Lots of forward guidance, and now coming up the danger. Back after this King Banyan show, Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. 
This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-290-7100. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby inside and out of the womb, not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right. Every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key word pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. In a lawsuit, a little extra liability protection can go a long way. Call Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. A personal liability umbrella policy from American Family Insurance offers a million dollars or more of coverage over and above the limits of your auto and home policies. And it's affordable. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440, final segment of our Memorial Day uh, broadcast. Um, 651-289-4477 if you want to get off a last quick comment. We won't have too much time left. But I wanted to get to the what concerns me part. As I said in the previous segment, the Fed now has realized that it can make the it can make the balance sheet pretty much whatever it wants. All it needs all it needs is assets to buy. Right? Particularly in a world where you can you can quickly have you can quickly have um deficit you can quickly have uh um government change the rules 
Or you can just assert authority under 13.3 of the Federal Reserve Act to say, it's an emergency, I'm going to buy stuff I normally don't buy. And so as Nardfan points out, they're buying bond ETFs. Um, they're even buying ETFs, uh, e- even buying ETFs of high yield bond, bond uh, of high yield bond index. Um, some of that is some of that is necessarily backstopped by the Treasury, by the U.S. Treasury, because the U.S. Treasury could take a loss on an investment. The Fed, by its by its charter, cannot. It can only invest in assets where they are they are assured repayment. Of course, the backstop might not be enough, and then someone could snap their fingers and make and make it happen so that the Fed actually could sustain a loss. But the Fed is, in essence, right now trading on the fact that it's the reserve currency of the world. Demand for its currency is really, really high, so it is able, it is able to issue tons of money, and still maintain tremendously low interest rates and not much inflation because the demand for the demand for 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 U.S. dollar reserves is quite high. The problem here is you hear the Fed now making statements. I, I, I don't have clips to play of this, and we don't have time, of Treasury Secretary Mnuchin and, and Chair Powell at Congress almost having an argument between them, even though they're on the same side of the witness table in front of Congress, with Powell saying, yeah, I think I think another fiscal stimulus of, of four point, you know, you know, phase four, phase five, those would be good ideas, and I think you ought to get to it, and I think you should go big. With Mnuchin hitting the brakes, not just tapping the brakes, he hit him pretty good to say, you know what, we need some time to figure out what's worked so far. We're going to take our time to figure out what happens next. Here is the issue and my concern. This... As you issue more and more debt to try to stimulate the economy, the marginal return on the on that debt, in terms of the stimulus you get per dollar, the investment you get per dollar of debt creation, is falling at a fairly rapid rate. Think about this. Government debt before COVID was quite high. It was running at about 100 to 110 percent of GDP in terms of gross federal debt. A higher and higher share of that, of course, is being held by the Fed. And gross federal debt on a go-forward basis is likely to go to about 150, is 140, 150, 160, depending on, depending on what you think phase four, phase five would look like. We can, we can easily see us ourselves getting to 160, which would put us in Italy territory. Again, as long as you're the reserve currency of the world, it's okay. You don't get inflation from that. Okay, because inflation is the, is, is the result. It's the intersection, the interplay of both the supply of money and demand for money. It's not just one or the other, right? Think about supply and demand as two arms of a pair of scissors. Right, you know, you you can't cut anything with one arm. You actually, unless it's a really sharp scissors, I guess. But you really kind of have to have both arms of both arms of the scissors in order to know what the inflation rate's going to be. Debt deflation 
though, for a non-reserve currency, ha- has been happening in Japan for 30 years. And this, then, is my concern. Have we reached the point where Japanification might, in fact, be happening in the United States? As David Bonson from the Bonson Group uh, put in, a, in one of his weekly uh, posts just a couple weeks ago, he, uh, debt deflation pressures, low interest rates, and a Japanification phenomena were all at play and was all the economic story of this era before COVID. So it stands to reason that this issue has just been put on steroids with the stupefying addition to national debt in this COVID era. And that is just based on the $3 trillion of stimulus we've had so far, not the 2 to $4 trillion still to come in phases 4 and 5. Add in the impact of monetary stimuli, presently QE and ZERP, future yield curve controls, if that, if that few people on the Fed uh, get a chorus. And again, this will be the defining economic challenge of the next 10 to 20 years, says Bonson. And I agree. Did we have to do what we did now in order to stop a, uh, a financial panic on March 16th? It sure looks like that was really, really bad, and I encourage you to read the Wall Street Journal piece I posted at the beginning of the hour to, to read the TikTok of that. But because we didn't do anything to fix the situation in the 10 years after the Great Recession, we're now piling the debt on top of the debt, and the debt deflation spiral goes another turn. And that, I think, in fact, is the major concern we should have from this. So maybe he looks like a genius now, but the real, the real question will be here five years from now, ten years from now. Will Jay Powell still look like the guy he was on 60 Minutes last week? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to all our veterans and to those who died to pay the final sacrifice for us. Thank you as well, Wyatt. We'll be back next week. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. The stock market is tanking. Unemployment will likely reach an all-time high. Experts are saying the worst is yet to come, but what we need now is the solution. We have Colin Plume, president of Noble Gold, for some advice. What can Americans do now to prepare for a financially secure future? It's time to invest in assets that are sure to maintain value through any economic disaster such as gold, silver, and other precious metals. Holding shares in companies that might not be there next year doesn't make any sense to me. And the markets are made up of hundreds of companies just like this. Take a look at the Dow Jones from 25 years ago. There are less than a handful of companies that have survived the test of time, such as Kodak and Westinghouse. But the precious metals market is not only surviving, it's thriving. That's encouraging, Colin. But how do our listeners, especially ones without financial savvy, explore the best strategies for their specific needs? And do we even have gold left? I heard there's a shortage. We have helped thousands secure their investment and ready to help more. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com that's noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. During the challenging times we're all experiencing, our top priority is the health and safety of the communities we serve. And while it's true that things are changing rapidly every day, one thing that'll never change is our commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience. At Rocket Mortgage, our guiding philosophy of every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, exists for times like right now. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. If you currently work with us and need assistance with your mortgage, contact us 24-7 at rocketmortgage.com. As we all think about ways to save money, let me remind you that mortgage rates are near historic lows. 
If you think right now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at rocketmortgage.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Relief factor. Pain relief that's natural. Pain relief that works. And pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com, and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com.